All right, y'all, welcome back here. Welcome back to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Of course, me, myself, as always, Sanders here. I got my guy Dupree here with me. What's going on, man? How we doing? Man, <laughs> it's been a long you, week. You cold, you cold hey, down there. Hey, cold man, down look, there. look, one of these mornings, bro, one of these mornings earlier this week, I woke up and... The temperature was six degrees, mm-hmm. and when the wind chill factored in, it felt like negative eight. There you go. Hey, I said, "Ah, oh, this ain't it." Welcome, welcome to Ohio. <laughs> you, you, you see what I was? You see what I was in for three years, dog. Man, welcome. welcome. I'm talking about from Jan- from January. Winter the end in Ohio to almost May, bro. <laughs> it's almost bro, cold. That, almost that, May. Bro, that was that was like that was insane, bro. Like, you know, like I mean, you know, I've we we've like seen snow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it'd be like, all right, it'll snow, but we'd be like, Oh, it ain't warm enough to stick. So like it'll come down and it'll be gone. Or it'd be like yeah. one day it's snow and then it's like, all right, it stick a little bit because it's below freezing. And then the next mm-hmm. day it warms back up. And two days later, like, it's, it's gone always, and everything yeah. like that. Bro, it started snowing here like Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. And it did not stop until probably like late Monday night, early Tuesday morning. I'm like, I ain't never seen it just constantly just coming down i mean like coming down bro and then it didn't make it no better that it was like i don't i don't think bro this whole week the high ever reached 20 degrees so we talking about it's just cold all day Mm -hmm. so even Mm -hmm. when the sun come out like it's cool but then i'm like when the sun go down and it's like even more cold (laughs) and then it's like now well, with snow is now turning into ice, yep. <laughs> and and now I'm like every time I'm walking out to go downstairs to the to the whip, I'm I'm like checking to see where the slick spot is, so I don't slip and bust, yeah, <laughs> and fall, yeah. slip down and bust my tail out on the on the boy. street, boy, because I'm like I'm trying to make sure I don't do none of that, because you gotta be you careful. Know, It'll get it's, you. It's, yeah, yeah, you know it's it's different if you kind of like. It's different when it's kind of fresh and you fall in the grass where the snow is. You know what I'm saying? It's cool, right? But, you know, once you walk out on that street <laughs> it ain't or, the saw, or the saw, <laughs> it ain't nothing for you to give on, bro. That's, that's still concrete. So it's kind of like, man, I ain't trying to bust and fall, man. I, I, we, we saw a couple people out there slipping fall. I'm talking about oh, boy, yeah. bust, bust their tails. So I'm just kind of like, I'm trying to make sure me, mm-hmm. me, and, me and a neighbor – Get out the whip same time, and we had we walking up towards towards the building, and we literally both like walking like this. Yeah, we trying to trying to you feel me trying to trying to pick the right spot so to make sure. Oh, nah, that one a little slick. Okay, this one ain't as bad. Let's step here. All right, let's step here. Let's step. Ooh, ooh, ooh. oh, you almost got me. It. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, I was like, dude, man, this, this, funny, man. this ain't it, bro. But yeah, man, I mean, you know, down here in Tennessee, it's it's, it's, it's been crazy pretty much, mm-hmm. you know. We've been, I don't want to say snowed in, but to a certain extent for a, at least a day or two, you had nowhere to go or didn't want to go mm-hmm. nowhere unless you had to. And if if you did, I don't know why you did, but, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> but other than that, man, I've been good, man. How about yourself, bro? Been good. 
Good, man. We, we're on the recruiting trail, man. So we just visits after visits after visits. So we, we into it. We into it deep right now. These official visits and everything. So it's been solid. It's been solid for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is about that time, man. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, everything's going along, chugging along here. We fresh into the new year still. And it seemed like we just started the new year, and now we are already pretty much halfway through January, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's 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 moving along. Uh, we got just got done with the first round of the NFL playoffs. That was a, a, a crazy wild card weekend for sure. Man, uh, <laughs> some games went the way we thought it would go, and some went the complete opposite of what we thought. <laughs> Man, so happened. And now we set up for some great divisional matchups. And, uh, and to be honest, man, the last couple of years, the divisional rounds have produced some, some great games. Some great games. Yeah. So, you know, definitely looking forward to that over in the NFL. Um, in the NBA, man, they're about, as far as game scheduling-wise, they're about halfway through the season now. So we're at the halfway point of the NBA, and we're getting closer and closer to all-star break. We're about probably another month away uh, mm-hmm. on the calendar away from, from all-star break. Uh, out there in Indianapolis. By the way, have you heard, have you seen that they have like this setup or like this, I don't know if it's an actual setup of it or if it's just like a, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but there's like a basketball court in the airport at the Indianapolis airport. I did see that. Okay, okay, I okay. See, I have seen that. I, I first was like, what? That, is, but no, I that is wild to me, bro. It's wild. <laughs> it's hard, but it's wild. <laughs> Cause now it's like okay, I want to hoop, but I gotta pay for a plane ticket to be able to go to the Indianapolis airport to be able to hoop, and you probably won't get there early enough. Like I, I don't know who's actually in there playing like full on games, but no, I did see that. But I mean, Indiana is a basketball state. Like yeah. that's it's that's what they do in Indiana. They play basketball. So yeah. it doesn't surprise me too much. They're, they're embracing the fact that the All Star Weekend is there and all that. Is it just there for because All Star Weekend, or is it like in the airport for good? That that, that that would be different. So I think it's just there for All Star Weekend. The way okay, it's set up, I think they just okay. have it set up just because they have the All Star Game there this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope that's what it is. I don't. I hope yeah. there's not nothing that's continuously going to be there because that's going to be very weird. But that's. That's a way to catch everybody's attention. I think that's very, it's very, very clever for sure. So, um, I'm gonna say this real quick: Hartsfield Jackson, don't you do that if, if the All Star <laughs> the All Star game comes come to Atlanta? Ma- do Memphis International, don't. Do, <laughs> they don't even need All Star Weekend for that. They'll set it up just because you know. Right? Yeah, we don't need don't that. Hart, Hartsfield Jackson is busy enough. Enough. And I need extra. I need extra people walking around there trying to figure out what they're doing, and there's a basketball hoop somewhere. Don't do it. Don't get no ideas. Cause you go, man. No you gonna ideas. have folks. You gonna have folks who ain't even trying to catch no flights. Just pull up. <laughs> Just Bro, pull up. Like I'm trying to hoop. that work at the airport. Trying to hoop. <laughs> ain't ain't checking no bags. Ain't doing none Nothing of the pre-checks TSA. TSA. They ain't doing none of that. They trying. You to might as well get your clear blue or your pre- TSA pre-check. If, if, that's, if that's the case, and get yeah, it out of so the way, man. But yeah, you know the All Star Game this year is going to be in in Indianapolis, and I mean, speaking of Indianapolis, uh, the Indian Indiana Pacers, 
make a, a, a big move um, here right before, I guess, you know, as we get closer and closer to uh, the trade deadline, which I'm not sure exactly what's the date on it for the NBA, but it's, it's getting around that time to where it's, it's getting there. It's going to be getting closer because we're getting close. Like I said, we're at that halfway point uh, of the season. So it can't be too far away, I'm assuming, right? Probably got to be within the next Got to be maybe within the next month. Sometime in February, I believe, is usually. February 8th. Anyway. February oh, 8th. okay. So, yeah. So, really, we're about a, a couple weeks away, about two, three weeks away from the trade deadline. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's – you know how the NBA gets for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it starts ramping up. And before you know it, there it'll be a, some more trades here getting out. But, you know, obviously now this is the biggest one that has happened so far, um, which ended up kind of in totality ended up being like a three-team trade. But, you know, mm-hmm. so, the way it got set up is a little different. But uh, Toronto Raptors forward or former Toronto Raptors forward now, Pascal Siakam, traded from Toronto to Indianapolis uh, and the uh, uh, Pacers ended up sending Bruce Brown, um, which kind of, you know, was a shocker to a certain extent. They just got him in here this year, signed him to his deals for agency deal. Bruce Brown and – and Jordan Noir sent them off to Toronto. And then the Pelicans got involved as well, sending Kira Lewis Jr. and a second round pick for this upcoming draft um, to Indiana originally. And then they just sent that off to Toronto as well. So the Pelicans got involved as well a little bit with the, a three team trade. And, you know, that's what's going on with that. And obviously, you know, that's, that's big news for the Pacers to, to bring in Pascal Siakam. Uh, who's only twenty nine years only twenty nine years old? Um, I think he's making like thirty seven, thirty eight million this year. Um, set to be a free agent, I believe, after the end of the season. So clearly, him getting dealt to Indianapolis for the to the Pacers in Indiana, maybe he's thinking about wanting to you know get a deal there with them because obviously whoever mm-hmm. he was trying to go to getting traded which we always was hearing his name in a bunch of trade rumors anyway that it was bound to be happening we're just trying to figure out who and where and who would take him on because wherever he goes they would probably want to look into wanting to sign him to a long-term deal but get him another deal here um yeah. once this contract is up I mean, you know, Siakam's a good, I mean, good guy, man. I mean, you know, he's averaging 22, 22 points this year, six rebounds, close to five assists. Um, I mean, he's when you look when you look at it in totality, I think that's a you know a good lineup here going with him, and uh, of course you got you know uh, Halle Burton, Buddy Hill, Miles Turner. So uh, on paper, it kind of does look like a, a pretty good lineup. They do sit, I think, at fifth or sixth right now in the conference um, in the stand as far as in the over in the East. Uh, when you saw the trade first happen, what was your initial reaction and where do you think that moves in the Indiana at, at any point of the pecking order of the Eastern Conference? So I like the move. I did not know they got rid of Bruce Brown. Um, I literally just found that out before we started the podcast. I, I saw they, they traded Pascal Siak for Pascal Siakam, but I never looked into the details of it. So I don't know how I feel about them getting rid of Bruce Brown because I think Bruce Brown was a good pickup for them. Um, but Pascal Siakam is a good veteran player. He's been an all-star. 
He's an NBA champion, and I think he kind of helps shrub, show them up defensively a little bit. We know the Pacers can score. We know the Pacers can score. They can score the basketball, all right? Um, they had, I believe, it's got to be multiple 150-point games. Like, they can score. Yeah, but I think when they're, they're – um, I think they're um, either – Top two, top three, maybe number one scoring team mm-hmm. in the league, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, you Yeah, but when they score 150 points, they're giving up 140, 145. So, I think Pascal Siakam at least helps with that because he is a solid defender. Um, they're seventh right now in the, in the in the East, so they'll be in the play-in. I don't know if they're better than Miami still. Are they better than the Knicks? Those top four teams, you got Boston, Milwaukee, uh, Philly, and Cleveland. I don't think they touch those four. Can they get a six seed so they're not in the play-in? Maybe, you know, possibly. But they got to be able to stop some folks, and that's their issue right now. Maybe Pascal Siakam helps them out with that. Um, so that was so that would be my thought process. That's kind of what I was thinking going into it. Like, okay, you got your veteran guy that can defend a little bit, especially down there on the – um, or not in their front court. Um, so I think it's solid. I, I just think if they could have held on to Bruce Brown, I think I would feel a whole lot better about it. The fact that they can't hold on to they couldn't hold on to Bruce Brown, um, kind of makes me a little shaky about it. But I don't I don't think it puts them over the hump or makes them any better than you know Miami or 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 the or the Knicks um, for that matter. Yeah, for me, when I saw the trade, I was kind of like, okay, um, I guess. And then my first thought was, okay, how would this work with – I figured, you know, you know, pairing him up with, you know, Hallie Burton is is fine because, you know, Mm -hmm. Pascal doesn't necessarily, you know, need the ball in his hand, but he has improved this year offensively. I was thinking about how would that work for our spacing with him and Miles Turner. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of where I was thinking, like how you know if if they can make it work by all means, then great. But if it doesn't work because of however the dynamic would be with them, mm-hmm. then I'm not sure. And, and you know, for me, um, it didn't really move the needle. I would say for me either. Like I don't mm-hmm. think it jumped them up until like oh they they can be a top four team now in the conference. You know, I thought, I mean. I think it could possibly maybe, you know, be enough with mm-hmm. with the Knicks, maybe Miami, but, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, because we know how great Miami can be um, yeah. at, any, at any given time. And, uh, you know, we know we know the Knicks made the move to, to get uh, OG on Anobi from Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've that's definitely improved them as well, um, too. So... Yeah, it really didn't, I don't know, it really didn't, like, move the needle for me. I mean, I thought it was a nice trade. I don't think, you know, I don't think nobody left out, you know, disappointed mm-hmm. or felt like, you know, somebody, you know, got off <laughs> yeah. too, too easy or got away with too much. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I hate that Bruce Brown is getting shipped around like this so much for, yeah. you know, a guy who's so vital to a championship run, you know, just this past season. So I uh, kind of, you know, don't really understand that. But, I, you know, that's 
that's the business side of it. You know, I understand, mm-hmm. you know, things can happen like that. Uh, you can be in one place <laughs> one minute and the next place you got to get ready to go somewhere else. So um, that's just that's just part of it. Um, and then I just look at it, for, I guess, like far as Toronto's side of it. I mean, you know, you get Bruce Brown. New Orleans kind of been bouncing around here from, from team to team itself. Um, and it's pretty much, you can tell now, like, it, it kind of weird that now you think about it, that was five years ago, you know, that they won that championship and pretty much most every integral piece from that championship yeah. team is now gone. Kawhi Leonard goes to the Clippers. Uh, Fred Van Fleet now is in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Lowry is in Miami. Siakam is, you know, now in Indianapolis, in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus Hall is out. Is yeah. not even playing ball anymore. It's just kind of weird how, like, and it don't seem like it's been that long, but you know, even think about it, it's kind of been that long that, yeah, you it's know, been a little minute. Yeah. That, that, that team and what happened there that year is, mm-hmm. is there. Now, there were some talks that uh, the Warriors – uh, the Warriors threw their hat out to Siakam, um, but mm-hmm. he was unsure of wanting to stay there long term, um, which I guess I can kind of see maybe why he was hesitant with that, because let's just be real. Most of their core guys are starting to get a little long in the tooth. Yeah, um, they're kind of up and down. The young guys, you don't know. Uh, and Siakam is kind of somewhat is going into his prime. I mean, you know, like I said, he has improved each year offensively. Um, yeah. I looked up, I saw his numbers here from like his all-time numbers, higher where it ranks as far as like franchise history with the Raptors. He's pretty much like top five in almost every category. Uh, top five in points. I think he's third in rebounds. Uh, top five and number five in assists. And I didn't know he had this many this many thirty point games. He had sixty three thirty point games in Toronto, and that was that got him no, his third third of all time third all time two on the team's list. So mm. I didn't know it was I didn't that let you know how much he improved like each year as far as scoring the basketball. Like you said, yeah. two time All Star NBA champion. Um, so where does he rank? I guess as far as all time Raptors, that's a discussion for like Toronto fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's you, now, I guess, you know, when you think about his tenure there being there for eight seasons, you have to kind of have him in that conversation. Uh, but obviously, you know, Toronto's kind of just, you know, blowing it up. Like, it looks like it's going to be Scotty Barnes and RJ Barrett's team to run uh, uh, Emmanuel quickly. Um, so, you know, and now getting Bruce Brown. So it's like that's. They which, got some good young pieces. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they like to run up and down the court, too, if I'm not mistaken. I think they were first in – they're first in fast break points, and then Indiana's right behind them. So, Siakam really is just going to another team that likes to run up and down the score, too, <laughs> mm-hmm. to a certain extent. But he does bring a, a defensive presence that uh, you can definitely say that the Pacers are lacking um, yeah. to have. And I think, you know, they'll give him that. But, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it didn't really move the needle for me. It didn't make me say, oh, well, they got a chance to – you know, I guess to be a top four team, but it does tell to me, I would say it can have it to where if they were a six or a seven or even a five seed, that they have a chance, depending on who they are and who they match up with, especially Milwaukee, it seems like that they have their number for some reason. 
I wouldn't be surprised if the Pacers could find a way, depending on who they play, matching up in the playoffs where they could end up upsetting somebody in the first round just because they have the talent there around it for it. Yeah. I agree. I agree, man. So, you know, big move right there. Um, like we said, the, the trade deadline is just a few more weeks away, so we could be seeing some more trades like this happening or you know it could stay put never know with the nba but moves are always being made there in the, in the, the trade deadline there uh they're at the halfway point through the season now too uh most most teams have played at least about 39 to 40 games so mm-hmm. uh, right along there at that halfway point as we get ready to get closer to that all-star break get them a little break and then finish out the rest of the season and get to the playoffs here so um a lot of surprises, a lot of probably disappointments out here that we didn't see coming. What's your uh, biggest surprises so far in the uh, season this year? The biggest surprise for me is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I did not see. It was a shock when I found out that they were the number one seed and they have not relinquished. <laughs> um, and Edwards is playing like a man. Um, I saw the dunk he had the other night. That was <laughs> that was crazy. That was He's insane. averaging twenty six, five and five on Carthony Towns. He's averaging twenty one points, eight rebounds. Gobert. He's averaging a double double, thirteen points, twelve rebounds. They they're playing good basketball as a team. They I, I really didn't know how the Cat and Gobert pairing was going to work, but it seems to be working fine. For the Minnesota Timberwolves, Mike Conley bringing that veteran leadership. He's been definitely a um, a good piece for them as well. They are the, the Timberwolves are, are are rolling right now. They're playing some good basketball. They are definitely a surprise for me. Um, I've seen I saw Anthony Edwards play live when he was at Georgia. Um, went to a basketball game when he was at Georgia and knew that he can play, man. Um, but he's definitely developed. He's continued to grow. Each and every year, and this year, man, he's just he's taking it to another level, and he's leading these dudes. Um, it's funny, <laughs> and you see all the comparisons, man. Like he looks very he he, he looks a lot a lot like twenty three that used to play in Chicago. It's, um, it's, it's some of look, it is kind of scary he, for sure. He looks like him a little bit too. Like he looks like him a little bit, and then you see him play in this like. There's 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 some def, there's some similarities, man. But he's leading this squad. Cat him, Cat Gobert, Conley, like they're they're playing good basketball. So they're definitely a surprise team for me at this you know at this point in the season. Yeah, my my surprise from honestly my surprise for me is just the whole Western Conference in general. I mean, the teams that you didn't think that would be like up there at the top, like Minnesota, like mm-hmm. OKC are sitting there one and two in the West, right? You mean you mentioned about mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards in, in Minnesota, then you look at you look at Oklahoma City, you know, you know, with Shea Gilgis Alexander and, and yeah. Dort, uh that's been coming along to where he's building offensive repertoire. He's not just a, a three and D kind of guy anymore. Uh Jalen Williams, you know, and this is a young team, right? Jalen Williams, yeah. only like 22, 23 years old, young team. Uh Chet, Chet Holmgren is having and, and I'll be honest with you, I wasn't the biggest Chet fan when we drafted him. I, I was yeah. not. I wasn't the biggest Chet fan, but I, he, he's starting to grow on me, and he's uh, he's improving, you know, uh, game by game. He's right there in the conversation, in the rookie of the year conversation, right there with mm-hmm. Wimby as well. So 
Um, the fact that those teams are like we're sitting, you know, I thought that we thought that they could be good playoff yeah. teams, you know, in the hunt, you know, fighting for, you know, maybe between that four to seven C, you know, as their improvement. But I don't think we saw them being up ahead of, you know, Denver, Sacramento, the Clippers, like they are Phoenix, like they are. Um, and then as a surprise too, it's kind of more so like the teams that you kind of had in those conversations, like Golden State, like the Lakers, mm-hmm. are pretty much <laughs> fighting for their lives right now just to Man. stay at 500, you know what I mean? So um, I'm just surprised at how the stand is looking in general just because, I mean, you, you have your normal suspects who we thought would be in that conversation where they're in the top mm-hmm. five to six where you got Denver, the Clippers, Sacramento, New Orleans. Uh, we figure, you know, those teams would be in there. But you, you would have thought, you know, okay, hey – uh, every year it seems like we're talking about, you know, or the Lakers have this type of roster where they do this, and it's like where they're sitting at 10th or 11th in the West. They're like at the la- in the last spot kind of sort of for the play-in, right? Golden State is just – they've been just so up and down. I mean, yeah. you know, everything like yeah. that. So that was kind of just my surprise in general, just how the whole Western Conference looks yeah. right now. Uh and you know, one side is surprisingly good. You got another side that's surprisingly bad. Who who are you disappointed in so far right now in this first half of the season? Man, I I could pick a couple teams, man. But the the team I, I would say, man, is it, Golden State. It's Golden State, man. I I not saying that they're cooked and that they're done, but they're sitting at eighteen to twenty two. I was I was hoping that they would they have one more run in them. I, I would like to see them at least make one more run um, with Clay, Steph, and Draymond leading the leading the way. And um, this seems like that injury to Clay, man. He just hadn't been able to shake it off and get back to playing ball um, at the level that he was before he got hurt. Obviously, we know what's been going on with Draymond, a couple suspensions, and then him being suspended indefinitely and things like that. And then, you know, it's step two. They just – it's been a rocky start to the year. And I know it's definitely not going the way that they thought it would. They have some time to, to change that. But the Golden State Warriors, man, they, they've been a disappointment to me so far. I, I, I don't want to say they're done as presently constructed. I don't want to say they're cooked. They might have to make a change. They might have to make some roster changes. And it might have to be one of those three guys getting that, you know, possibly not being in Golden State anymore. Um, but I think if, if this is how it's going to end, I just don't, I don't, I would hate to see a dynasty, the caliber of the Warriors with those four guys, or three guys, excuse me, that are, that were the core of it. You just kind of hate to see it end like that where they, can't go out on the mirror or, or we have a distorted vision of who they are and what they are as players collectively um, and individually. So right now it's Golden State. Like I said, they you got time to turn it around and, 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 and get some things rolling, but they got to get the going real, real fast if they're going to do that. Yeah, they do. I, uh, I have a couple, um, 
teams on my list that I'm kind of, you know, disappointed in because I one one team is kind of just unfortunate because of injuries, but then the other team is just just too much inconsistencies. Uh, it's and they each both from the hometown, so I mean, you got the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I mean, oh, don't get me started. I, I, I <laughs> there was one, but I decided not to say none. Yeah, I mean, sitting at seventeen and twenty three, so right there on the outside looking in, I think uh, in the in the play in area, and it's just. I don't know, right? It's just it's it's kind of they just it's mind boggling, right? Because I mean they they have games to where they put on the offensive out, output that you know that they can put, you know, like they had a game not so long ago against Oklahoma City that they put up 141. They win 141 to 138. Um and they do pretty well. And then they have a game where a couple a couple games ago they lose to the Wizards and have like their worst offensive performance, you know, in in a long time. So it's just kind of like it's very confusing on how just inconsistent they mm-hmm. have been. And we, you know, we're talking about a team that wasn't just a few years a few years removed from being in the Eastern Conference Finals, and you thought this could be what you yeah. projected to see for them to continuously be in the conversation of those teams in the Eastern Conference, and it just hasn't hasn't worked out for them yet. And I mean, and Quinn, so I, Quinn Snyder is, a, I think, is a, a great head coach. So I mean. I don't know what it is. And then you kept hearing about, which I mean, you still kind of hear them too, the rumors of possibly trading away DeJounte Murray again and mm-hmm. landing spots for that. And what could they do with that? I mean, you know, so much has just been changing in and out of there. So much that you're hearing is just kind of like you would think that could be a team to where that could be up there in the likes of with, you know, New York, Miami, Indiana. Mm-hmm. They should be somewhere in that conversation. And the fact that they're not, yep. it's just, you know, at worst, that's where they should be. At. And they have the potential to where they could be past that. And it's just for some reason, they just can't consistently put it together. And then my other team was, was the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, kind of some more disappointing for them just because of, they just every you know once every year there's always one or two teams they they just get hit real bad with the injury bug and it just this year it mm-hmm. seems like it's it's Memphis. Uh, I mean, you are before the season even start, you hear about you know Stephen Adams not being able to come back this season when we thought he would be back. You know, still waiting on Brandon Clark return from the Achilles mm-hmm. injury. Uh, you know, John Moran has a 25 game suspension. They start off six and 19. He comes back. They they reel off. They won six out of the nine games that he played, and then he gets hurt, shoulder, and he's out for the year. So and then it's just like, okay, that's that. Derrick Rose has been in and out of the lineup. Marcus Smart in and out of the lineup. Desmond Bain gets hurt, and it's so it's just kind of like, yeah. No. And and, and the, I mean the the crazy thing is is they're not really that far back from like the last play in spot. They're only five games back, so it's like it's kind of doable, but it's just kind of like. It's hard, man, to try to – especially out there in the West, it's hard to consistently yeah. really just try to get on any type of real running streak because there's so many good teams out there. I mean, you know, we already mentioned a bunch of them before anyway. So, it's just – I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard and you because I kind of thought, you know, just because of the stigma that they had and how everything was that even without John Morant, yeah. they could find a way to still be in contention and be in the, in the thick of it. It's like now, all right, he's hurt, he's done. No Steven Adams. 
waiting on Clark. Mark Smart gets hurt. Desmond Bain gets hurt. <laughs> so it's just kind of like now they're just out there. It's pretty much, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. And a, and, a, and a bunch of young guys, you know, younger guys. I mean, they, cause they're still young mm-hmm. too, but um, now they're just trying to figure out what can they do to write this ship for their season just to keep competing and everything like that. So, you know, you know, I know like the injuries they can't control, but that's kind of, you know, those kind of, you know, disappointing for them as well, just because of the, the, the way that they've improved the last few years too, as well. And time mm-hmm. and time again, it's just constantly, you know, being in that conversation and now pretty much having a, a, a down year. Um, so kind of sucks for sure for, <laughs> both both home teams that they just yeah, can't, man. you know, either get out from themselves or the injury bug hit them. But um, uh, still a long way to go. Still a long way to go. Halfway through the season, uh, a lot could change. Like you said, when the when the, the trade deadline comes up, who knows who could be moved or staying put, or you know that some, you know all it takes is pretty much you know one move and. It, it yeah. could be the difference. I mean, we've seen that happen in the last probably two or three championship runs that I can think of. You know, a, a team made a certain move, and it was just like it ends up being the difference in them winning or losing uh, uh, a championship. So um, a long way to go in the NBA season um, as as that goes along for sure uh, when, that, when that comes about. So – uh, we'll definitely be, keep being on the lookout for that and, and and giving out the info for that as well. Yeah. Moving on now to uh, over to the NFL um, as as the playoffs goes along here, setting up for the divisional round. We just had a crazy wild card weekend. We saw we saw Houston pretty much reel off about what like twenty one straight um or twenty one twenty eight straight it seemed like against Cleveland to end up. Dismantling them, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kansas City survived that brutal cold weather game and uh, took care took care of Miami. The Buffalo game was so bad they couldn't even play a Sunday. They had to move it to Monday because <laughs> it's just so much snow. But Buffalo took care of business yeah. uh, against the Steelers. Um, that's all over in the AFC and then the NFC. Uh, Great game between the the Detroit Lions and then the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I saw people in the stands crying, <laughs> crying because it had been, been so long. long. Time, yeah, it had been so long since the Detroit Lions have won a playoff game. So, yeah. um, if I'm not mistaken, thirty at least thirty plus years. So now, I think the longest drought of a playoff win now belongs to the Miami Dolphins. So. It's been a long time since they've won a playoff game now, too. Okay. Uh, so I think they hold the longest drought. Um, and then seeing pretty much the NFC East just get dismantled <laughs> in a span of 48 hours, right? The the Eagles gets, I mean, gets mollywopped on Monday night <laughs> in Tampa, down to Tampa Bay, which you called it. Called you it. Called it. You did. Yeah. You called it. And, uh, Dallas pretty much getting yeah. Molly wiped on Sunday, which I, I didn't necessarily call it, but I was like, hey, watch out for this. And, man, I didn't see that, man. They blew and, it. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I thought they would still win it, but I didn't, you know, I did. So I was like, watch out for it. But goodness, I was just like, okay. 
Them um, boys didn't show up at all, man. At all. They they picked the worst time not to not to show up. And, you know, obviously since coaches are, you know, looking to vacancies are still looking to get filled and, you know, there was the murmurs going around with, hey, you know, there's still teams that's, that's still in it. And if the certain team loses, then maybe their coach would mm-hmm. get, get gone. And everybody knew that they were talking about Dallas. And so then, of course, the Cowboys lose. And I know the score says 48 to 32, but in reality, it wasn't even that close. It was not. And obviously, the the word goes out to be like, all right, Mark Mike McCarthy has to be gone. Fire him. We need to get somebody mm-hmm. else in. You know, three straight years, 12 and 5, one division, two out of the last three years. But they hadn't reached now the NFC Championship, I think, for the 28th season. So as, as long as we've been alive, they haven't <laughs> – <laughs> they, Dude, they haven't been to an NFC championship game, right? So, well, now we get the news that Mike McCarthy is being retained. He's going to finish mm-hmm. out his at least this last year of his five-year contract coming up here. So, four seasons, I mean, you know, 42 and 25, three straight playoff appearances because mm-hmm. his first year they went 6-10. and 10. Uh, But the next three years they've gone 12-5 and five here. But – just like what's been going on pretty much with the franchise the last two decades, no real success in the playoffs. A lot of somewhat a lot of regular season success to a certain extent. I mean, there's a whole bunch of years with Jason Garrett where they just went eight and eight all the time. But, <laughs> you know, um, 42 and 25 yeah. here in four seasons with McCarthy, but one and three in the playoffs. And their only one win was on the road to, let's just be real, a bad Tampa Bay team who was in a terrible division last season. You know, so what – I guess what do you make of McCarthy, you know, still being there? And is anything – do you think anything is even really going to change – with them, or do you think that Jerry Jones is pretty much just going to let him be a lame duck, let him finish out this next season, and it doesn't matter what he do unless he wins the Super Bowl, that he's going to be gone in 25? Yeah, I, I think the big thing just came down to who who do you go and get? You know, who do you go and get? Do you go – can you get John Harbaugh to, to come to come to Dallas? Can you get Bill Belichick to come to Dallas? Or do you run it back one more time? Something's got to give. Something's got to change, though. Um, I was one of those guys that was like, I don't know if he should get fired or not. Like, they, the reason you would say that Mark McCarthy would get fired is because of how ill-prepared they looked on Sunday against the Packers. Like, there's no way that a team that won 15 straight home games, not lost a home game all season, gets into the playoffs and you get – I mean, not – not you didn't lose. You got throttled. Yeah. I mean, from – you got throttled from opening kickoff. I mean, they went right down the field and scored. And it was a snowball effect after that. It wasn't even close, like you mentioned. So from that standpoint, you you would imagine that that Dan Quinn is probably going to get a head coaching job. It might be a little tougher now, just based upon how they play, how the defense played this last year, uh, this last game. But you imagine that he's probably out as defensive coordinator. You got to get a new DC. Does Mike McCarthy still call plays? Does 
you know, does he give over the range to the O's? I don't even know who the offensive coordinator is for Dallas, but I know he's calling the play. So does he give that responsibility over to the offensive coordinator or, or what? But something's got to give. They got to be able to run the ball. That's definitely something that they're going to have to address. They have to be able to run the football, and they got to find a way to stop the run. That's part of the reason why they drafted Monty Smith, and that didn't help. So they got to figure that part out. Personally, I think they need to move Michael Parsons to linebacker a little bit more, but that's just me. I'm not a Dallas fan. I can care less that they lost, to be honest. Um, but I wasn't too surprised, but there's got to be – there has to be some changes because last three years you're going 12 and, five, 12 and 5, which is cool. But this was the year where a lot of people thought, okay, the the best shot for the 49ers not, to not go to the Super Bowl was the Dallas Cowboys. And now they're out in the first round on wild card weekend. So it, it was a disappointment um, for the Dallas organization. I know the fans and everything. So something something's gotta change. But Mike McCarthy is probably He's probably on a on a on a one year deal right now. You gotta figure it out or you out of there. So Yeah, they definitely uh have to figure out how to run the ball a lot more effectively, which was kind of like I don't wanna say an oxymoron, but just ironic that mm-hmm. pretty much Mike McCarthy got rid of Keller Moore saying that he didn't run the ball enough and then he goes out here and calls the plays and don't run the ball enough at all and, and, and tell and tell jerry jones that we're going to run the ball more and you mm-hmm. don't do it granted regular season wise Dak had one of his best seasons probably his best season but it was just i don't know man it was just so crazy how which seeing it seeing it for yourself and then hearing like former players and the you know the all the you know analysis and everything that came about how which mm-hmm. you talked about how just how unprepared Dallas looked and the fact that they pretty much kept their same tendencies, didn't switch up anything. Like like the pick six that uh uh Savage had on 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 deck, it seemed like he already knew that that play was coming when he seen it mm-hmm. lined up, seeing it on film, like, oh, whoa, 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 wait. I got this three by one. Y'all got C D right there at, in on in the slot at number two. And this, I, I know I got Cooks here three on the inside, but I know that slant for him is just to clear it out because you're going to throw it right here to him. So I'm not even going to worry about him. And it's just like, boom, hit him right there Thank and he's gone, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, plays like that shouldn't be happening if you would try to find a way to break your tendency, switch it up, do something mm-hmm. differently, run the ball more effectively. Now, you know, the interception that Jair made, on Cooks, I think that's just a great defensive play. You know what I'm saying? You got to yeah. give him credit for that. But it's just like that's tough. that, um, like you said, the defense not being able to stop the run all year. Aaron Jones had two rushing touchdowns the whole season. And he got three on Sunday. <laughs> it's just three like, it's just like the, the Packers. The A.J. Dillon didn't even play. The A.J. Dillon didn't even play. The Packers have more wins inside of AT&T Stadium, more playoff wins. Inside of AT&T Stadium than the Cowboys do. That's that. insane. It's tough. That's insane. And it's just, I, you know, like I said, you can see the score. 
And be like, oh, I mean, we're well, 48 to 32. No, it was like, I mean, it was 27 it was to 7. Yeah, it was like 27 cent at the halftime. It was like 48 mm-hmm. to 16 with like five minutes to go. So it was kind of like just pretty the much garbage stats. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was garbage time TDs that they were getting. And it was, the game was over. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it was something mentally or a mix of it where it's just mentally one prepared and also just yeah. one prepared on the field. Like I'm seeing CD drop passes that he normally doesn't drop. Mike McCarthy is over there having to talk to him as, and he's looking like he's about to pout, like he's about to cry for something. You know, I'm just like, and this yeah, is early in the game. You know, it wasn't like it hadn't yeah. gotten out of hand just yet, but it was just like, and I get it, you know, every day is not going to be your best day, but it's just, no. damn, it just so happened that today was the day that they decided to play mm-hmm. the worst football ever. Like, Yeah, I think that pressure got to him a little bit. And when Green Bay went down there and put that ball in the back of the end zone on that first drive, like they walked the ball down the field and scored, I think that might have put a little, you know, might have, might have had folks kind of looking around like, all right, what yeah, we going to do? <laughs> and yeah. then everything, you know, what happened, happened. So it is what it is. They blew it, like I said, yeah. all, all the Cowboys fans. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I know I know my team didn't make it to the playoffs. That's all good. But y'all supposed to at least make it to the NFC Championship, and you blew it. And we beat the Packers. So there you go. Facts. It is, it is what it is. So I guess maybe, you know, maybe this is another case of, of, of ball don't lie, right? I mean, you remember the the Lions-Cowboys game and trying to figure out who reported eligible, didn't report eligible. And apparently he did the the, the offensive lineman did. And, and we're thinking, oh, man, maybe. Detroit could have been a two seed. They would have had a chance mm-hmm. to host two, host, to host two uh, playoff games and they only get to – and now they get to host two games, man. I don't, you know, you never, you never think about things like that, but that's just something to think about. But, no, you know, right. moving on here to, to the division round, and like we stated mm-hmm. earlier, man, the, the, these last couple seasons, the divisional round has been uh, crazy, right? Crazy games. Um, the, oh, great finishes, last, you know, last second field goals, just touchdowns, overtimes, all kind of stuff, right? I mean, it's just been happening. So, we I mean, we got some real real great matchups here. What's uh mm-hmm. what's a uh, one game that you're looking forward to this weekend? The obvious one is is Chiefs Bills. That's the obvious one. Um, but I, I'm interested to see see how the Texans roll into Baltimore. I'm interested to see how the Texans roll into Baltimore. Baltimore. It was rolling, especially at the end of the season. Found their mojo to come off that bye week. I don't know. I think Mark Andrews is going to be back a little bit. I'm pretty sure if he's back, he'll probably be limited. Um, yeah, they did but, take him off the uh, reserve. Yeah, he's, so. he's supposed to be off of IR. Yeah. Um, Marlon Humphrey is still out, so that's 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 tough. As of right now, he's still out. But um, how does Houston look? going into Baltimore. And how does Baltimore look? Does Baltimore come out and do they look like the team that we saw all season, the team that we saw the last couple of weeks um, of the regular season? Um, are they are they rusty? You know, that type of stuff. 
Um, but I, I'm I want to see what C.J. Stroud does against that defense. Because if if there's, I mean, there's there's some good defense in the playoffs, but there's a good defense. Baltimore has a very good defense, and so I know they'll be locked and loaded and ready for C.J. I know they're not going to take him lightly um, because of what he just did to Cleveland's defense, who Baltimore has seen up close and personal. And I, I know that Cleveland had a lot of injuries, especially in the back end. But Cleveland had a very, very good defense, and they went out there and lit them up. So um, I'm interested to see how the Texans look going into Baltimore on Saturday. Yeah, I, I, the obvious is to say Chiefs Bills, just because of the matchups that they had the past mm-hmm. few seasons in the playoffs. Um, and you know, people are ready to which I kind of see it, but I don't really see it yet. They're, you know, people have been always trying to been out here trying to look for that next Brady versus Manning. And mm-hmm. in a way, in a sense, just because, yeah, these teams keep meeting up, it could – this could be the makings of another that with Mahomes and Allen. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to give it that yet. You know, I'm not sure. But for me, I'm right there with you. It's It's the Texans and Ravens. And I'm kind of looking at it the more so, you know, for the Ravens, right? The last time we saw them as a number one seed was the 2019 season, Lamar's yep. MVP year, on track to probably have another MVP this season. And, you know, they came out real flat against the Titans. Granted, yep. it wasn't all Lamar Jackson's fault. If you go back, there was a lot of drop passes, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of drop passes from, from the Ravens wide receivers, right? So just wondering how they'll how they'll come out. And, you know, they they faced C.J. Stroud earlier this year. I think it was mm-hmm. like week one, week two. But th- that was week one, C.J. Stroud. This is – this th- that is night and day right now, figuring oh, yeah. out, you know, how – what what he is and how he was, you know, able to, uh, you know, perform out there on, on the big stage. So, that – I'm interested in that Texans-Ravens game too just to see what ends up happening uh, just because this – this this can be tricky, right? You know, this this mm-hmm. really can be tricky. This that that D'Amico Ryan's, which I now after after that game against Cleveland, he has my vote for coach of the year. I, if, he's I got he's got to be he's got to he, be. That's that's to me that's that's coach of the year for sure, hands down, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, he has these guys balling. He's still coaching them up on the sideline, uh, getting them getting them in the right spots and everything like that. So it's just gonna be interesting to see what happens um in that game just because of it's it's a lot at stake really which every mm-hmm. game has a lot at stake now but it's a lot at stake especially for Baltimore because you know just from the last time we saw them as one seed they didn't do too pretty they didn't do too well um you know and then you have that debate of you know rest versus rust <laughs> you know once again that always seems to happen now especially the fact that it's just one team that's getting that bye week and everybody yeah. else is having to play, so the spotlight is really on them. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward uh, to that that game right there. That's the most one I'm I'm definitely interested to see, uh, man. So we get ready here into the predictions for it uh, on Saturday. We got both the one seeds in action. So we got Texans Ravens. Uh, we just been briefly talking about it here now. Who you got in this one? I'm gonna take Baltimore. I'm going to take Baltimore to win this one. I think that they they handle business. They're not going to take the Texans lightly. And I think that their defense definitely um, 
welcomes CJ to playoff football. And I think they go out there and play well. I think the Ravens continue to look as dominant as they, as they look throughout the season, especially late in the season. So I'm going to go with Baltimore. Yeah, I'm going to take Baltimore as well. Um, I think it'll be close. Um, the Texans will give them a hell of a game. Uh, but I do think the difference is going to be – it's going to be eight. I just, that's just – it is what it is. He has to have – he has to have him a game too because, you know, we don't want him to where he falls into that conversation of kind of like, you know, Dak, yeah. right? Like, oh, okay, great regular season numbers. You're doing this, you're doing that. But what's your playoff record? Like, do we – you know – do you want to throw your your name in this hat too to where it can be, you know, you know, in the AFC in that time when we were growing up, it was it was Brady, it was Manning, and every now and again you'll catch Big Ben, right? You know, yeah. do you want to do you want to be the one that you know kind of throw your name in there and be like, hey, I, I'm here too, or is it going to mm-hmm. be Brady Manning, or are you going to be Brady Manning? You know, we'll throw Big Ben in there, and then Lamar's like, well, what about me? You're Philip Rivers. You know, it's kind of like, all right, the, the numbers are great. You're a great quarterback, but yeah, what success did you really have in the playoff, right? You know, because mm-hmm. it's kind of be like, you know, they're now because now there's Mahomes, Allen, Joe Burrow. Let's not forget, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Joe so Burrow. You got to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You got to throw them in there, right? And granted, you know, he had the season injury, season in the injury. So, you know, that's unfortunate for Cincinnati, but – Lamar obviously wants to have his name in those in those conversations to where you mentioned those three quarterbacks. You got to throw him in there too. So mm-hmm. this is definitely one of those games where he have to you know have to prove it, right? So I think he does it. I think he'll be prepared, and I think, like you said, the defense for Baltimore will, will they'll make sure that you know Nico Collins isn't the one that's running down, <laughs> running down yeah. the sideline for sure, and you know mm-hmm. open for touchdowns or or missing tackles like how Cleveland did with their Brevin Jordan touchdown. You know, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll they'll make sure, you know, Patrick Queen will get those guys ready. Uh to, they'll they'll be ready to roll. I think uh this team has a different feel, like a different look in their eyes to know like mm-hmm. we 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 have to get this done. So I'm rolling with Baltimore as well. Um then over in the NFC we got you know the Green Bay Packers coming off that big surprise win against the Cowboys now they head out uh, out west and face, uh, you know, another great team as well and playing uh, the San Francisco 49ers. You know, they're coming off the yeah. night as well. So uh, who you got in this one? I'm taking San Francisco. Uh, I, I do think that Green Bay is going to play well. They're going to have to be able to throw the ball. Like they did against against Dallas, because I don't think they're gonna be able to run the ball with the same effectiveness. It would definitely help if AJ Dillon was healthy for this game because he is a bigger back and is, he is a low to to tackle. But they're gonna have to be able to throw the ball to maybe loosen up um, the defense so they can run, you know, get some good runs off against that Forty Nineers defense. But I'm gonna go with San Francisco. I think that. They're a better team. I think they're playing better or have played better throughout the year. Um, and I'm, I'm going to take that defense against Jordan Love and, and in the offense. I just don't think they're going to have the same productivity that they had against Dallas. So 
I don't think the moment's going to be too big for the 49ers. I say it like that. Yeah, I think, uh, obviously, you know, they're clear-cut favorites to come out of the NFC now, especially when you think about mm-hmm. who's left, you know, unfortunately. Um, so I'm rolling with the 49ers, too. Um, I just think it's just going to be a little bit too much. It's going to be it's going to be hard to run the ball on them, like you said, so mm-hmm. they'll have to throw it. Um, and, you know, dealing with these – the, the these young wide receivers um, having to play against you know these experienced corners that you know San Francisco has, uh, and then just the offensive line having to get ready to show up to try to stop you know Bosa and Young and and then mm-hmm. you know Fred Warner's going to be flying all over the field and you know Ward is having him a hell of a season. Shout <laughs> out to man. my boy, man! First Pro <laughs> you know, Bowl, man! Yes, sir! Yes, Shout sir! Out to my boy, Ward, Shout Ward out to is having. Ward is having a hell of a season, so mm-hmm. um, Green Bay has their work cut out for him. And you know, yeah. I think that's going to be the. I think that's definitely going to be the difference between this week and last week is the fact that we know Dallas really isn't that good at stopping the run. You really can't run that much on on the Forty ers defense. So no. <laughs> you know, it's, not happening. You know, good luck with that, and it's pretty much you're going to have to make. They're going to have to make Jordan Love beat them mm-hmm. and i don't and i don't mean like oh well he only throws it you know 25 28 times and for like you know in this like efficient like no they're gonna make him probably to try to throw the ball 30 to 35 times and if they can get him to make a mistake or two that's the game to do. yeah there's the game so yeah. i'm rolling with the i'm rolling with the 49ers too uh then now sunday we got we got the to me, this is like the—I guess you can say like the feel-good matchup, right? Both these teams. I mean, you kind of really didn't—you didn't know what to expect, I guess, and you didn't expect mm-hmm. much from them. And it's like, well, damn, here they are, right? So you got Tampa Bay. I think now they've won with five straight. If you include the playoff game, now they've won five mm-hmm. straight. Uh, big, big win they had against the the, the forty. Uh, sorry, not the forty nine, but against the Eagles. Excuse me. And um, the Detroit Lions, right? First time hosting a playoff game in a long time against the Rams. Had to go against their old former quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they find a way to get it done. Uh, now, after after seeing you know the, the 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 Packers upset the Cowboys, now they get to host them another uh, playoff game here. So I'm pretty sure the crowd's gonna be rocking again. It's gonna be electric and forward for you, uh, man. Who you got in this one between Tampa Bay and Detroit? I'm going to take Detroit. I think Detroit um, has been playing better. I think Detroit is a better team. Now, Tampa Bay has been playing better as of late. Um, but I think, especially defensively, I think that Detroit will be able to match up with Tampa Bay, especially on the back end, better than what the Eagles were able to, to, to do. Um, I think Dan Campbell has those guys playing hard. They are a hard-nosed physical football team. And I think just – Getting that, I think getting that monkey off the back of, okay, we did it. We won a playoff game. We good. Okay. Now we can stop hearing about it because it was a home game. We're in the city. Everybody's talking about it. We can, all right, cool. We did it. Done. Now we can focus on, okay, now let's, now let's lock in and, and really, really be able to, to hone in on, on what we need to do versus having the pressure of trying to win the first playoff game in 
30 plus years or whatever it is. So um, I'm going to take the Lions. And I think, I mean, I think Dallas matched up with the 49ers. The way the Lions look, man, I don't know. They might match up with the 49ers pretty well, too. Um, but we'll get into all that when if that's the matchup for the NFC Championship game. But I'm, I'm going to take Detroit. I, I, I like I like what I saw from Detroit um, against the Rams. Hit a low in that second half. Really couldn't put the, any any drives together. So that's a little that's a little shaky for me. Mm-hmm. They got to be able to respond, especially once the Rams start making their run. Got to find a way to respond, put supports on the board offensively. But I'm gonna take Detroit. To me, I think the key for this is which quarterback is not going to turn the ball over. Right, mm-hmm. whoever doesn't do that will probably end up being in good shape for their team to win. As long as Jared Goff doesn't turn the ball over, I like Detroit because uh, he didn't have a turnover last week either. I mean, you know, it was the numbers weren't like eye-popping, but, you know, he, he threw for, I think, like 270-something yards, threw for just one touchdown, but there was no turnovers, no, no interceptions, no fumbles. You know, when he's not turning the ball over – he is a he he's a he's a pretty good quarterback. I mean, you know, he mm-hmm. does what you need him to do to make sure that you don't lose the game. It's kind of like you know what Cam Newton kind of said about him in a way, right? I mean, I don't want to call I don't want to call him a game manager, but it's like you're just asking him not to win the game, but just don't lose it. Yeah, correct. I mean, because you know they have a great running back tandem. With uh, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, so that's a good one-two punch that, that they got right there. Different with Jameer Gibbs in it, man. It's Dude, he, yeah. Come on, it, yeah. So it's he's different. So I mean, you know, that's that, right? You know, obviously, Amara St. Brown uh, mm-hmm. doing what he's doing. Jameson Williamson, Jameson Williamson coming along now. Sam Laporta, obviously. So, you know, just the, the weapons is there, right? So it's just kind of like there's there. And then nobody really wants to talk about it, but that Detroit got a hell of a defense too, bro. They got a Aaron, good defense. Aaron, Aaron Glenn is, is coaching them boys up. I mean, you know, Kirby Joseph, uh, great, great, great safety out there. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, obviously leading that defensive line. Um, that doesn't get talked about much, so – I think that as long as Jared Goff isn't turning the ball over, I like Detroit. So I'm going to go with you with, with that one as well. I'm going to take Detroit. Um, and then the final game on tap, obviously this is becoming one of the more, uh, I guess, almost to the point now where you can add it into one of the more, I guess, newer playoff rivalries. I don't know. I, I don't know. I will. I'm scared no. to really call it a rivalry yet. Mm, okay, I see why. If, if, I know if, if, why. You get, if you get what I'm saying, you know, yeah. I feel I like think to it me, is, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you know, I guess depending on who you look, how you look at it, right? I mean, probably if you're, it's the Chiefs and the Bills. If you look at it, probably if you're a Chiefs fan, you're saying, well, hey, y'all ain't won against us in the playoffs. Y'all beat us in the regular mm-hmm. season, but not in the playoffs. So can we say it's a rivalry? But I mean, at the same time. How could you say it's not right? I mean, you know they they they've met up so many times now recently. Um, I mean, the Bills have caught them a couple of games, you know, in the regular season. Um, you know, hadn't got them in the playoffs. But the thing about it is, it seemed like all of those games was in Kansas City in Arrowhead. This one is going to be in Buffalo. 
Chiefs, Bills. First time seeing Patrick Mahomes on the road in a playoff game. Who you got? I've been waiting. I've been waiting to see the Chiefs. You've been talking. You've been talking about this oh, for years. For, <laughs> for <wow>. years, <laughs> it has it has made me very upset because <laughs> I have not been able to see them. And they've had the best record, so they get to play at home. They earned it. But you talk about some of these quarterbacks. You brought up Brady and Man- and Manning. You bring on some of these quarterbacks, Big Ben, guys that have gone and done it. Eli Manning's won two Super Bowls, things like that. They've had to go on the road in the playoffs and win games to be able to get to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady didn't get to host and be at home every year he wants the Super Bowl and won it and play at home throughout the whole throughout the whole playoffs. Payne Man did it. The first Super Bowl that Payne Man won, they didn't get to host that whole thing. Joe Flacco, when they went on that run with Baltimore, they had to go to Denver to play Denver and then this and that. These teams had to go on the road and win football games. And Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in his time there have not had to go on the road and play in a hostile environment in a playoff setting. And what better way to see what he does than in Buffalo against the team? This is why I think it's a rivalry against the team that has. I don't remember the last time the Chiefs have beaten the Bills in the regular season. Let's just throw that out there. I remember the last time the Chiefs have beat the Bills in the regular season, and it would it would make me upset because every time you get the schedule and you see Bills Chiefs. It's in Kansas City. And it's like, when when are you going to send Kansas City to Buffalo to go play up there in that weather, in that environment, with them crazy fans that they have up there? Because they are going to be rocking. I already saw a tweet saying that they were that when Bills fans see uh Taylor Swift, they're gonna rock bottom or through a table. Like it's all like it's up. <laughs> it's up for everybody. It's up. It is it's it's game time for them folks up there, man. I've been wanting to see this because we, Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, but most, if not all, great quarterbacks have done it at home and on the road. We don't know what Patrick Mahomes is going to look like on the road. We we can assume and imagine that he's going to go out there and he's going to be Patrick Mahomes, but you never know. I'm taking Buffalo. I'm taking the Bills to win this game at home. I think that they are tired. That core, that group is tired of playing Kansas City in the playoffs and losing. You go back to a couple years ago, I think if the Bills beat Kansas City in that divisional round, they go to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they win it again. Uh, against um, I guess the Rams, been the Rams but yeah, they'll be the Rams. But I think they go to the Super Bowl. I think they're in the Super Bowl. I think they're in LA playing in the Super Bowl if they beat Kansas City. I think the Bills have been playing well. I think the defense is playing well, and the difference is 
they've been able to run the football. Now, they're going to play against a very good Kansas City defense. If the Bills can figure out how to run the football against Kansas City and keep Patrick Mahomes and those, and those guys off the field, I like the Bills' chances. Josh Allen obviously can't turn the ball over, um, but I think the Bills are going to find a way to get it done. I'm, 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 I am excited for this game because we had this. Just it's something we haven't seen yet. We have not seen Patrick Mahomes go on the road and 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 have to perform in a hostile environment, and it's going to be rocking. I mean, if people are talking about you know how cold it was in Kansas City and stuff. It, it might be a little different up there in Buffalo. And those fans, I mean, I, I'm excited. I, I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait. Only thing, mm, just, one, just one thing, I'm just kind of, eh. It, it, it's Tony Romo. It's Tony Romo calling this game. <laughs> That's the only thing. I'm just going to leave it at that. I ain't going to go into what, but it's just like, but. I'm taking the Bills. I'm 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 excited to see what 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 this game has has in store. Bro, this game has that I'm like I'm glad the way they schedule it that it's the last game of the weekend. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's all it's kind of like that that fight card, right? And you look at yeah. the lineup and it's like, "Oh, we got so many great undercards. Like all the games leading up to it is going to be great, right?" And then we're like, all right, we are ready for this main event. Like this main event is gonna happen, and yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be just one of them ones, right? That Buffalo crowd is gonna be rocking. Bills Mafia is gonna be. They had tables on fire last week, <laughs> and still jumping through them on top of with the snow, like it. Yeah, snow piled up and all just yeah. insane, right? But you know how, like, um, you know, certain teams, right? They 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 are successful. They get in the playoffs, um, and you know they're able to win some playoff games. But it's like, man, it's just one team they just can't beat, right? That's who the mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills are right now, right? So like for a, like it seemed like for a minute, right? Like the the Chiefs could never beat the Steelers. Like those Alex Smith led teams, they get to the playoffs and somehow they play the Steelers. They could never beat the Steelers, right? And then you talk about the Steelers the same way, right? The, all those Ben Roethlisberger teams, for some reason, they can never beat New England. They they could yeah, they could never right. beat New England, right? You know, it just seems like that's just the team. It's just like all right, if they play them, damn, probably, I don't know, yeah. right? The Kansas City Chiefs is who this is to the Buffalo <laughs> Bills. They when it comes to the playoffs, they just can't beat them. And you mentioned about how needing to see what makes you a great quarterback to 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 see to 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 be in that realm. Let's win some playoff games on the road. I think the Chiefs do it. I think they do it, and they cause now they cause some real rift and some controversy for Buffalo. Now they're wondering, is this the team that we have enough to do it? Do we yeah. need to go get some more pieces? Why can't we get – why can we – we can beat everybody else but this team. Yeah. How they going to do it, I'm not sure. But 
I just have a feeling somehow, some way, Patrick Mahomes has like a vintage Patrick Mahomes game. And they've been mm-hmm. – you want to talk about trying to run the ball. Kansas City can run the football. Isaiah yes. – which – and I said it last week that it was it was going to be his type of game, and he did. I think yeah. he had like almost 90 yards and a touchdown um, mm-hmm. last week. They need another performance like that again. To where, necess- in a way, necessarily, Mahomes doesn't have to be all world, right? Just do what you got to do. If they ain't stopping the run, run the ball, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got to think, right? I don't know how bad it is now, but I know for a little minute, Buffalo was kind of dealing with some injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so I know that they're not coming in, you know, like 100% healthy. I'm not sure exactly what's the extent of now some of those guys' injuries, but – yeah, I don't know, but I a road team has to find a way to win it, right? Like all home teams can't end up winning winning <laughs> these divisional games, this, right? Yeah, this this and, would be and, the and, and I think that's the team. I think Kansas City is the team that can do it just mm-hmm. because of the championship pedigree. And this is this is a chance to add to their collection to prove it, right? To be like, I know a lot of y'all have been talking about how we have yet to go on the road to play any of our playoffs games. We got very lucky that, you know, the ones even even when we wasn't one seeds, that one seed's been falling out or higher seeds mm-hmm. been before has been getting eliminated beforehand, and that gives us a chance to where we can host all the playoff games and everything like that. I think now they're like, man, to hell with it. We're gonna get it done. We're gonna shut everything up. Bills my field's gonna be hush mode. I'm going with the Chiefs. Okay, but if the Bills win, I won't be surprised because I just the Bills Mafia is crazy. But I'm gonna roll with the Chiefs. I'm gonna just go out on a limb and take the Chiefs on that one for sure. There it is. There it is. I look. I I can't wait, bro. I'm telling you, this this mm-hmm. weekend is. Damn, I wish it was snowed this upcoming weekend so I can just stay in and don't have to go nowhere for that. But you know. I don't want. I'm good now on it. I don't want no more. I don't want no yeah, more stuff yeah, now. Yeah. Straight right. I'm. <laughs> you ready for it to melt? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good, man. I'm mm-hmm. good. Man, we get ready to wrap up another episode here, man. You got any any words you want to give up to, to the people? No, man. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Continue to. Uh, Strive and, and do what makes you happy and and complete the necessary tasks to help accomplish your goals that you have for the year. And um get ready for another episode, man. Enjoy these enjoy these playoff games. Cause they this weekend should be good. This weekend should be good, starting with the Texans and the Ravens. So enjoy this this playoff weekend, this divisional round. Yeah, man, same for me. Uh, I don't really have much to add on to it either. Um, just, man, buckle up. <laughs> Get ready for a great weekend of, of, of playoff football. Um, mm-hmm. They should be some – they should – hopefully they are some great games. Um, and just really, yeah, just continue to – yeah, day by day, man. Just just get better at whatever you that you have going on for mm-hmm. yourself, man. Just day by day continue to get better. Uh once again, as always, we appreciate the support um, and the feedback that we get from you guys from the podcast. Uh, we, we truly appreciate it. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. 
Um, follow us on all the social medias on our on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, we we appreciate that. Um, just continues to support us. Um, you know, we we really can't do this. You know, without y'all, <laughs> basically. No, no you know what I'm saying so. Uh, we 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 definitely appreciate that. Um, man, love black women, cherish black women, protect black women. No means no. No means no. Yeah, you know, simple as that. You just, you know, because if you don't, then you may end up being like Jock. Mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's that's a free man now, apparently. So you know, hey, that's that. But <laughs> man, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, man. man. Yeah, we'll we just, we just leave it at that, man. But, yeah, yeah for, for sure, uh, continue to like, subscribe to the podcast, uh, support us on the social media. Uh, man, if y'all got any topics that y'all want us to talk about, anything that you might have an idea for, we'll take that, too. We're open to it as well. We'll never turn down anything where anybody has to say or ask us about mm-hmm. uh, or anything like that. And, you know, just, just I mean, I guess just don't come trolling, though. If you're on, if you're on that tip, then then, then we then we got to have a problem. But you know, and other than that, we'll, we'll, we'll be all right, though, man. Uh, till then, this has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Peace.